0: Good day, dear listeners. Welcome to episode 27. This is Re-Educating Dad, the only talk show on the planet which looks at important topics from different generational perspectives. My name is Tony Coe, the old-timer of the show. Once again today, we have not one, not two, but three generations represented on the show, a grandfather, a daughter, and a grandson should hopefully generate some very interesting viewpoints. Before I introduce <laughs> our topic of the day, let me introduce my youngers and betters on the show today. First my beautiful co spelt C-O-E, co-host and daughter, Tony Cobrucker. How's the tricks, Lil tone?
1: I'm really chilly today. It's very cold in Hastings.
0: Is it? What are you doing? Yeah, seven degrees,
1: eight degrees? I don't know, but it feels like winter has come.
0: Oh. <laughs> and and we all, all, we're we thrilled, 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 because we have our special guest back, my brilliant grandson, Ben Short. How are you, Ben? I'm good, thank you. Is it cold Excited there too? To back.
2: No, well, outside I'm, I don't know, but uh, inside I'm all nice and warm. So
0: I'm warm too. I don't know what's up in Hastings.
2: <laughs>
1: you've probably got great insulation in your houses. I'm in a, an old Victorian house.
0: Yeah, actually our house is one of these sort of new thermally insulated houses. Really, It's absolutely, I'm gobsmacked by how good the insulation is in this house. But anyway, we don't have a lot of time today, uh, so I want to get straight, or rather we've got a lot to discuss in our 30 minutes today I should say. So I wanted to get straight on with it. Uh, last episode was episode twenty-six. Uh, we discussed whether the English education system was fit for purpose. This week we're staying with the same theme, um, but we're asking a different question: uh, Should private education be banned? That's the what we're going to be looking at today. But first, I did make a promise last week because my daughter outed me, so I needed to just say a few words to true explain. Win.
1: True and true and.
0: To explain myself or try and explain myself so my father put me down we also discussed faith schools didn't we because uh, Ben is at a Roman Catholic school uh, we discussed um, uh, where was I oh yeah I went my father put me down uh, to before I was born for a Roman Catholic school Ben <laughs> you may have heard of it it was called it's called St. George's College in Weybridge.
2: Yes, I drive past it every day.
0: Right. So he put—he was—he just had this thing. Throw his, water balloons. <laughs> he had this thing in his head, bless him. That he, you know, he wanted to send me to a a, a public school. For our American, our American listeners won't understand what I'm talking about because a public school is actually a private school in England. There's a reason for that, which I won't get into now. But he wanted me to go to this school. Uh, it was very important to him. So he put me down even before I was born. So obviously. knew I was going to be a boy because it was a boys school all boys school Um, so long story short I I managed to get through somehow get through the common entrance examination uh, because I didn't really apply myself academically very much when I was at prep school but I got in through the common exam common whatever you call it common entrance exam got into this place there were about 1500 pupils in the school which scared me to death. I'd never been to a school, you know, anywhere near that size. And I absolutely hated it. I hated it with a passion. My prep school was a Church of England school. So first of all, the, the, the sort of whole religious paraphernalia that went along really, Oh, there's a cat really, um, (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. Um, People who are listening to this rather than watching the video, I'm going to have no idea what I'm looking at. Um, So and I'll tell you a quick, very quick, funny story. Uh, You probably go to commute. Do you have a mass at at school once a week, Ben? Uh,
2: Not once a week. We have once a term.
0: Oh, once a term? Wow, that's yeah. changed. Well, we had one every week. In fact, I think there was a, we may have even had them every day or some form of service every day. But anyway, we had a mass once a week, which involved, you know, Holy Communion. Holy Communion. But for the first, which I was used to, because I was brought up a Roman Catholic, but what I wasn't used to is actually not only having the little wafer bread thing, uh, but also wine. <laughs> and we lined up to have a sip of wine but I didn't know it was a sip. I was first in the queue. They handed me the chalice, and they were horrified because I drank the whole thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you never stopped since.
0: <laughs> oh boy, yes, that, that might have got that might be responsible for my bad habits now. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I it, wasn't, it wasn't just the religious stuff. It was the whole thing, you know, the school being so large, and I, uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't I couldn't function in that kind of um environment. So what I ended up not going into lessons. So I would I would go along in the morning, I would sign in. They had this sort of funny system. You went into the changing room, put your stuff in a locker and then you'd sign in there and then you'd go off to your different lessons, you know. That was another thing. You weren't in one classroom. You would actually go different. Cl- Every lesson, you'd go to a different classroom. You'd go to the, the subject teacher's own home cl- class, which was f- totally foreign to me. But I just didn't. I just signed in, and then I'd go off and sail for the day. I'd go up because we had to say I used to love sailing. We had a little sailing dinghy, so I'd go off to the sailing club. Nobody else was there because it only used to function at the weekend. But I would go out and just learn to you know just teach myself to sail, and I had a great time. But, in the, the, but the, can you believe it that the, the school just didn't notice? I mean, how can a school, particularly that kind of sort of, you know, really high, high fees and supposed to be a really good school, how, how could it not notice? I, I didn't go to any lessons. Nobody would, you know, nobody seemed to even notice that I wasn't handing any homework in or anything. And it went on for so long. I might be exaggerating when I say a year, but it felt like about a year. But it was a long time, and I came to the conclusion that if I didn't shop myself, no one was going to find out because I got so good at at pretending I was going to school that uh, nobody was going to find out. I was convinced that if I didn't do something, I wasn't going to get any kind of education at all. So I told my parents that, sorry, but I hate the school and I haven't been going. And I was caught, obviously called into the headmaster's study with my, with my parents. Um, I thought I was going to get a terrible roasting. It was a, the headmaster was a priest. They were all priests, you know, the, nearly all the teachers were priests. And uh, in fact, he was extremely sympathetic. I mean, he was a lovely guy and he, he didn't sort of, he, he wasn't judgmental. He, he understood that it just wasn't the right place for me. And he actually recommended a school. And he recommended to my parents um, that they send me to a school in Dorset, in, in a rural village in Dorset called Ewan Minster, and a school called Claysmore.
1: Yeah.
0: It was, it's a, it, that also is a public school, but a very different public school. In those days, it was really... Considered very, very progressive. It was the only public school that would allow. We all had to wear uniforms, of course, but it was the only one that allowed. During the week, you could wear an open neck shirt like this and a pullover, like rather like this. It was a, it was a uniform, but you know, it was proper colours and you yeah. know, uniform colours and so on. But it was, it was an effectively smart casual dress. No, the only time you had to wear ties and a jacket was Sunday for for the uh, church. Service, Church of England school, right out in Dorset, loved being in the country, that's probably what got my love of the country, now I live in the country, uh, but uh, but that that's the story, I did, and I ended up, I mean really, Claysmore School changed my life, because I had a dysfunctional home situation, and uh, you know, some sort of very unhappy people at home, and <laughs> It was all pretty nasty, and so going away to school really changed my life. I'm very, very grateful to that school. So, uh, now that I've made my confession, another part of Roman Catholicism, isn't it? Now that I've made my confession, uh, why don't we consider the question we were going to consider today, which is, should private education be banned? Now, I'm sure that you have a viewpoint on this, Tony. Let's start with you.
1: Well, I think that you know, being, going to a private school should, uh, I don't think that it should give you more opportunity than other people, basically. That's my feeling. Um, I think that it's a bit of a socialist point of view to think that private school could be banned and we could all have the same level of education because there are always going to be people that have money and are able to pay for tutors and stuff like that. So I don't necessarily think banning it is the answer, but I certainly don't think that it should give you a better start in life or a bigger leg up.
0: So, how would, you, so but how would you give effect to that then?
1: Um, because I think that, you know, we've got diversity quotas that we have to meet in, in uh, job opportunities. I think that it should be considered. That oh, should see. be another thing that's considered. So wh- whether um, a company is just... You know, offering jobs to people that have come from private schools, or whether they're people that have come from public school, fr- state school. What do, what do you call it? So
0: it's it's basically states, uh, state state school. schools. Think of it like the National Health Service. Okay, um, it's that's state funded, isn't it? No,
1: but state but state school is an American term, isn't it? Uh, no. So, no, no. Is
0: it is also, oh no, no, okay. no. State school is also no, no. State school is also an English an English uh, na- you know name for a Government sponsored.
1: I also think we should ban for. religious schools as well, because I just think that religion has no place in the modern society. Certainly not in schooling. I think, I think that if people want their children to be to have really, you know religious education, then that should be outside of school.
0: Well, I think that that is a very interesting topic, and I think we should probably consider that as well. But, but I don't think we're going to have time to, to consider that today. So, what do you think on the question: Should private education be banned? Ben Um
2: In in most in education like most things I believe in equal opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, not equal outcome. Mm-hmm. Um so uh but I do think that um that uh, private education does uh, provide more opportunities, I do think, than than uh <laughs> state school, public <laughs> <oblique> school, <laughs> state school. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, but yeah um as you know my uh, experience with um private schools is, is limited but um i i don't think that it's it's right that you should get more uh an opportunity to get go to a a better college or better university just because where you on just on solely where you've been educated rather than what your what your grades are which should ultimately be
0: but let me let me just press you both on this then i mean if the, if the private school system the paid school system is producing people that are more competent for the jobs being offered. Are we saying that employers should not necessarily take the best qualified person for the job?
1: Well, I think that that's a tricky point because obviously they already have to do that when it comes to diversity because they have to meet a diversity quota. That doesn't just have to be about race. It can be about disability and stuff like that. We already know that they ha- they have to... Cons- I mean, it's a very small percentage. It's something like 12% of their business has to be diverse.
0: Is this every business? Because I, I I've I mean, no, it I, isn't. I run it's a business and I certainly don't have to do that. As far, Well, as far as I know. Con-
1: it is something that you should consider, but you definitely do consider it. I've seen you consider it before. Um, but, well, in, in my opinion, but... You know, I, th- I think i take like the best the, person the for the job. The BBC and the NHS.
0: I think i take the best well, person for the job. Well, um, maybe it's it, something
1: it, that you should think about.
0: Well, I, I, I think that's the only thing a business person should think about, frankly. I mean, I, that to me is the right way to make an employment decision, is to, is to interview the candidates, to consider their qualifications, can, and then accept the person who's going to do the best job. That's well, my... actually,
1: you only used to employ people from one of the best schools around the corner from you. So you're... you're... But that
0: wasn't anything... To, no, that wasn't a choice. That that It just so happened, uh, just so that I can explain to our listeners, around the corner from our Kensington office uh, is the Richmond University, which is an American university. Uh, we were, uh, we are, and were in those days, running a, a business that most of our clients were were and are Americans so they like they you know they they wanted to be de- they wanted to the american level of service Do you know what i mean by that and and um these students were americans they understood because they'd grown up in that culture they understood the american culture they were perfect for our client base so i was not choosing them because they were from that school I was choosing them because
1: they were American.
0: They were American, and and they were also hardworking and uh, uh, brilliant, really. (laughs) But was it a private school? Was it a private school? Yes. Yes.
1: So then you were blocking opportunities for people that weren't working at a private going to a private school. I was making the best
0: decision for the business. That's what I was doing. No,
1: because you didn't know that someone that didn't go to that private school wouldn't have been the best person for the job. No, no, but so I, had to, I had to, I had to, no, no, I didn't,
0: I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need to look any further because I, they, they always had a ready supply of people. It was part-time work. They were studying and actually we did, we did take a couple who had worked for us as part-time and then came on as permanent later when they left uh, uni. But uh, you know, we just—they just had a ready supply of ideal candidates there. Um, so it was nothing more complicated than that. But I, I'm just interested in—you know—I I don't really—I don't really see how you give effect. Uh, I mean, just sticking with the, the sticking with the subject. I, I agree in principle with the idea that uh, people should have equal opportunity you both say that really i think you're both saying yeah. that and i agree with that i just don't under, i just don't know how you do that unless you ban private education so uh, what do you think ben
2: um <laughs> i don't to be honest that's, that's the the hardest part of this question for me is that what is the alternative like mm. what what do you do and um I don't know <laughs> I don't know if I ha I have the answer for it, but um I do think that um diversity quotas are are necessary at this at, at this point in our in contemporary society because I I think that if you don't have the ideally you wouldn't have to have them because people just you but you wouldn't have like bias in the workplace. But mm-hmm. um I think they're they're a necessary step in order to sort of bridge the gap between that. That's the only alternative I can see. I don't think it's a perfect one, but I think it's the only thing at the moment I can see how you fix it.
1: I think the problem is, is we we have to put a lot of emphasis on company owners being ethical people. You Mm -hmm. know, in my job, you know, I obviously work for a small independent company that only has, me as like their full-time employee and i have to employ people all the time for you know short-term work and i'm always thinking about diversity i'm always thinking about offering opportunities to women to people of color to people with disabilities and i've employed all of them and it's a problem when other companies aren't expected to meet the same standard or don't care enough to meet the same standard i think at the moment while we have a lack of equality everyone should be having to meet a diversity quota that's i think that's it's in the small decisions you know it's a shame that we have to like you said ben that we even have to have a diversity quota but right now there has to be a stepping stone to equality and if that means having that as part of policy you know and that you know, companies have to adhere to, then I think that, that I think we should be doing it now. And I think for a company to say, well, I was just making the best business decision at the time for to to make money. That's not good enough, you know, and it's not, it's not good enough for every decision that you make, you know, like we were talking about alternative milk, dad, it's not good enough to be like, well, this is convenient and it tastes good. You know, we have to, as individuals, we have to make good decisions all the time that make a better world. Oh my god! I've just went into a full blown
0: speech. So when you, so when you're, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated <laughs> by what you just said. When your employer decided to employ you, um, yeah. um, how many black people did they consider?
1: I, well, I mean, I'm still in an oppressed, <laughs> I'm still an oppressed gender, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I couldn't possibly answer that. Okay, so possibly, what about but,
0: you and your making? But them what,
1: but they put it. a lot they, they put a lot of a lot of responsibilities in my hands because I am expected to create lineups for gigs that are diverse and I always think about it and I always try my best to make sure that every lineup that I provide is as diverse as possible. And you can't always make it completely diverse because there are so many components that you have to think about. One of the main things is whether the band says yes or not, whether they're available, whether they'll accept the fee that I'm offering them. There are lots of things that you have to consider, but I always try my hardest. And you know, once a year, I get to program a festival called Two Three Four Fest, which has about 20 bands over two days, and I do my absolute best to provide equal opportunity always.
0: Okay, Um, just just sticking with the topic of should paid education be banned? I the fact of the matter is that paid schools. P- people from paid schools dominate the best jobs. I mean, the statistics mm-hmm. couldn't be clearer. Um, members of the House of Lords, uh, members of Parliament, members of the government, uh, judges, civil servants, you know, the list goes on and on and on. The the, the Labour Party, in a—I think I'm right in saying this, some, one of our listeners will correct me if I'm wrong, um, the labor party at, a, at one of their past conferences not that long ago i believe did introduce a, a, a motion and i think it passed actually that all that basically uh, educate, uh, private schools had to be integrated into the into the state system and would lose their charitable status would lose their tax advantages and uh, would have to uh, provide free education or something along those. I think basically it was It was the effect of it was to ban private education. It was extremely unpopular. It was popular with the Labour Party at their conference. It was extremely unpopular with their membership, with parents. It, and they recognized, I think, very quickly that it was a vote loser. It seems that the public at large are very much in favor of parents having the choice to pay for education and 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 it feels natural to me that parents should have that choice but it is giving rise to inequality there's no doubt about it
1: but then i think when you look at the people that participate in surveys like that the majority are, of them are people that pay for education and, you know, they've tried to kind of counter counteract the issue with private education by offering scholarships and offering bursaries and all of that. But the problem is, is once you get through to that process, then you then have all these extra costs like uniform and books and trips. And it makes it impossible for any parent to provide their child with the best education possible, you know. So I don't know what the answer is, but I know that that the whole of the country is being run by a very small percentage of people.
0: Yes. Um, the, the people, well, I suppose it will always be run by a small percentage of people, but the, the fact is that the top jobs are going to, largely going to people from elite, um, educational institutions.
1: But I mean, all of it, I mean, the surveys are being done by those elite people. Their children are going to the most expensive education. No, their I children didn't. are getting the best jobs. No, no, I
0: don't. I don't think that's correct. Um, uh, I mean, I, I would like to see the evidence behind your statement because, from what I've seen, the, the, the surveys are a very, very uh, well balanced. But we're
1: learning all about deterrence, Dad, aren't we? We're learning about these systems that can be put in place to deter people from doing, you know, from from voting, and from, we we talked about this last week. Yes. Or the week before.
2: So well, it's yes, very yes.
1: hard to know that we have a democratic process anyway because of these different tools that parties are using to get the the result that they want out of things like surveys. Well, uh,
0: to be fair, deterrence was something that was pioneered by Cambridge Analytica, the company that was bought down when it was exposed for what it was doing. Deter- deterrence, which, what you're referring to, is where the Trump campaign were, were, were shown to be the Trump campaign was shown to have deterred those voters that would have voted against Trump from going I'm out. I'm sure that and there
1: are. I'm sure that there was something pre that. There is always a process with these things, even if it's physical deterrence. You know, when you go down to the to to make your vote, and there's people standing at the door asking you who you're going to vote for before you go in. You know, I'm sure that there. It doesn't anyway. I'm going no. into conspiracy land.
0: That's okay. (laughs) So I I actually think that you 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 probably end up uh, if you really want to have equal opportunity, which all three of us seem to be agreed on. I don't. I think it's inescapable that really the only way of achieving that is to have a level education system, and and it's not. Um, You know, certainly state schools have. have made some big progress in catching up with um, exam uh, results. You know, they've, they've closed that gap, I, I believe I'm correct in saying. But as as Ben said last week, the things that you're learning in school in order to get through exams don't have very much to do with what you actually need when you get out into the world and have to survive. Um,
1: I went to a religious school as well, by the way. I just thought I'd say that.
0: Did you? Which Which... Well well. Church oh, of England. Of oh. oh yeah, okay. For, yeah. I mean I think some, some schools are more religious than others.
1: <laughs> no, they used to make us sing hymns every morning. Every single yeah, morning and uh, say uh, prayers every in the morning went, and in the yeah. evening.
0: Yeah, every but but I think Roman Catholic schools are not to not to single them out, but I think they really go a lot further than that. Um, I
1: disagree. I think cult of England I think. Well, I just Ben's called
0: not them. I just called them cult of England. Church of England No, Church in... of
1: England is so culty. It is so culty.
0: In my experience, and I, could,
1: I wish I could throw some names in, but there are some of the Church of England churches that I know of locally were proper scary. Yeah, scary well, I'm not going
0: to argue with that, but I am it's going to argue with your with the Church of England school situation because I went to a prep school that was Church of England, and I ended up at Claysmore I told you about, which was Church of England. They were both, you hardly really noticed religion really very much in those schools, the Church of England schools, whereas, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, religion in a Roman Catholic school looms pretty large. <laughs> Every,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: so in everything. That, so that's my view on that. But, um, you know, I think I, you know when the, when the Canadians introduced a national health service, it wasn't that long ago, just a few years ago, they made it illegal. Uh, they they made it illegal for anyone to get private medical attention. So what happens now? I'm sure we've got Canadians listening to this, and they'll shoot me down in flames if I'm saying anything wrong. But what happens a lot now is that Canadians who can afford it will leave the country to get <laughs> to get medical uh, help. Whereas instead of going the English route, which was, uh, you know, in, in England you can pay for um, medical treatment. And what that does um, is, is, is to take pressure off the publicly funded sector. So that seemed like a smarter idea from that point of view. But I do understand, I do understand why the Canadians would have come to that decision, because I think it's quite similar to what we're discussing here. Um, because, you know, the only real way of getting equality uh, is to make the, the system equal and available and accessible to all, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I, I think
0: mm. so. So, uh, you know, I think there's going to come a point, really, where, where that has to happen. And I'll tell you the other place that I, I feel, in a way, I feel even more strongly about it, probably because of my ex- life experiences on this. The other place where I think this is this is applicable is the justice system dun, dun, dun. it doesn't seem right to me that you can use the courts only if you you know and get a decent result i have a, a solicitor friend who says to me forget it if you you know if you need li- a legal aid solicitor legal aid solicitor for your criminal defence forget it you're going to jail <laughs> 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 you, you know it, it's 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 so poor compared to the alternative where you know you pay for the you pay for a top lawyer to re, top lawyers to represent you I mean the, the most the f- most famous example I think of that is the OJ Simpson trial which you're yeah. too young probably oh you know about it do you Ben? Uh,
2: um, not too it's much but I know he, he was obviously being a very rich man was able to afford the the Best lawyers in all of America, or yes. maybe all the world. Yes, um, yes. He, and... I mean,
0: an array of them. I mean, the be- the absolute best people, hmm. and uh, he got away with murder.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you don't know that he the... murdered anyone
0: i think so i think everybody knows
1: he's clearly bananas (laughs) no
0: i mean normally i wouldn't say that you know i i wouldn't say that in a case where somebody was was acquitted but in that in that case you know he 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 went on to be sued by the family of the dead of his dead wife uh in the civil system and he was found culpable um and then of course he just didn't pay because he <laughs> avoided yeah. paying but eventually of course he went to jail for a completely different uh thing altogether battery think, or something wasn't it? it yeah and, and he yeah, even, even wrote a book didn't he if, if i'd done it this is how i would have done it i mean you know i mean it's pretty clear to everybody
2: <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> i don't like to it i don't like to assume but when when the victim's blood is all over like your car your house and a your socks that you're wearing yeah it's like, <laughs>
1: DNA yeah, but the problem DNA was evidence. That it's that the, the police or whatever the police interfered so actually
0: yeah. actually to your po- actually i think the real reason was race mm. because it turned out that the cop in you know who has who played a very leading role in his, the whole investigation and so on was a racist I mean, they, they, you know. Yeah, well,
1: exactly. But what I mean is, is that 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 would have been a very clean case if if there wasn't planted evidence, wouldn't it?
0: I don't because no, that was the whole I, thing
1: I, that messed the ca- case I, I up. Well, I, I watched a documentary not that long ago, and very early on in the in the investigation, evidence was planted by the police. Uh, There was an allegation of planting. (laughs)
0: Uh, But, you know, the the defense did a really, really good job of making that assertion. Uh, But, I I mean, I know that case pretty well. Uh, I watched every minute of the trial in real time. Uh, and read many books on it afterwards. And, and uh, I mean, I don't remember a lot of the detail now, but I don't remember there being any proof of any kind that there was planted evidence. But the, I think you're wrong. Dad. What they did, what they what they did uh, was they the defence team, which were fabulous.
1: God, um, all these cats want feeding. <laughs> they did. They did a
0: great. They did a great job of of. of creating reasonable doubt that's what you have to do right in a criminal trial if, if you're if you're on the defense team you need to create reasonable doubt not not all that difficult to do um but anyway right well uh final words
1: uh, by the way just just click quickly it proves here the defense did cl- okay don't worry i think we should talk about simpson another time
0: okay all but right planting you- evidence all right we, we can we can do that uh I certainly have a, a friend who believes he's always always believed he's innocent um uh, but uh, well no I won't say any more about that
1: uh, i'm not uh, I'm not saying that he's innocent by the way Oh,
0: good uh because he's not uh so um uh, final words on the on whether public uh, whether private education should be banned. Final word from you ben
2: um, Yes, I think if your aim is to provide complete equality, i think this is the only step. You can take.
0: Okay, Tony.
1: Every step you take, (laughs) got it. (laughs) Ban.
0: Okay, I I think that we probably all of us probably agree that that should happen in a perfect world. We don't live in a perfect world, and uh, I don't actually think there's a way really of of achieving it in any satisfactory way because the fact of the matter is, any system that you create. You're going to get inequalities. You cannot. It's like trying to contain steam, isn't it? You, your inequalities are going to come out, and businesses are always going to find a way of doing what is in their best interest in terms of generating profits, uh, which is the job of a business. Um, so I, don't, you know, much as I think it's it, it, we should be striving. We must strive for equality. We must strive for equality. We're never going to achieve quality i don't think probably in anything anyway that's my final word on the subject thank you very much both of you thank you to our dear listeners for sticking with us uh, audience is growing nicely thank you for your feedback brilliant feedback from people um keep it coming please do uh find find our facebook page do download uh from wherever you love to get your podcasts from do download your episodes if you'd like to see the video that goes along with this so you can see for instance tony's cat that she's had on her knee throughout this and also ben's drum kit (laughs) just over his shoulder behind him there you go uh we'll no doubt hear more about that and more from those drums at some point in the future thank you everybody that's all from me, and goodbye from hey. uh, Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> See you next bye. week.